Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. What is up? Welcome to the Drinking Bros Baseball Show. I am your host, Rob Fox. I am joined, as always, by Dan Holloway, and we're watching some fucking Braves NL East pennant race action this afternoon. I love me a good Thursday afternoon game when it when the air is crisp and it feels like autumn. Uh, are you gonna you gonna keep keep going like that? Or no, gonna... that's all I got. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, everybody likes their pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck, people. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Pumpkin spice does taste good. It's too bad that it was co-opted by bitchy white women. Yeah. White bitches took it. Well, I didn't say white bitches. I said bitchy white women specifically. That's fair. And bitchy women, too. It's really more of a, a personality. T- it is mostly white women. but It's mostly white women. Yeah. Who, uh, according to Bill Burr, ruin everything, by the way. He's not wrong. No. I did appreciate that SNL monologue where he was like, you've been in the hot tub with us the whole time. What are you fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Mostly uh, just for Twitter. Like, Bill Burr hosts Saturday Night Live so that I can just enjoy Twitter on Saturday night. Yeah, look, that's the only fucking purpose. I don't think he's going to be on there again anytime soon, though. Eh, probably not. It seems that things have taken a turn. Uh, yeah, this is... Um, this is... Uh, we're getting down to it now. We're, it's in the shit. Like, yeah. this is every day you can't drop a game type shit. Yep. Uh, the Braves are currently three games up on the Phillies. They're playing right now. Uh, looking to get a four-game sweep of the Diamondbacks, who are tied for the worst team in baseball. Actually, it's the Phillies and the Braves were playing the dueling worst teams in baseball. Oh, yeah. Well, now the uh, the Phillies are going over to, to the Pirates now, which is the third worst team in baseball, I believe, with 57 wins. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, but they're... I don't know. The Rangers are slightly worse than them. Excuse me. Oh, good for yeah. them. Yeah. The uh, the Orioles, I think, have a slight... No, they are tied 48-104 and, and 48-104. God damn. But yeah, we were Oof. each playing the worst teams in baseball. Unlike the Phillies, though, who got swept by the Diamondbacks not long... Or did they get swept or they lost two or three? Yet? I think they lost two or three. Yeah, they lost yeah. two or three to the D-backs. Now we're- they got a four-game set against Pittsburgh, which is... I mean, that's, that's what you want if you're in this situation. And the Braves are playing... Uh, Arizona, and who do they have? A, a desperate uh, San Diego team, I believe, is next on the schedule. Yeah, but I, San Diego is in free fall. I'm not too concerned about that. Um, and then they play each other, which will be really nice. Oh, actually, this is fucking wild. On Friday, we're playing, it's not a doubleheader. It's like a get, we have to finish a game. Yeah. An inning in like a third yep. is left in this game that they just have to finish. Before the scheduled game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the scheduled game, Friday, uh, tomorrow night, is is it? It's uh, 9 p.m., so... Oh, it's 7 uh, Pacific. It's going to be in... It's in San Diego. Uh, on ESPN, Mac Freed's pitching. That, that's a good game. Yes. Free, uh, I mean, we got Freed and Noah going, and then I think... For some I, reason, San Di- none of the San Diego's fucking starters are listed. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I don't really know either. That they, is... Did they quit, or... <laughs> are they, they haven't been statistically eliminated yet, right? No, they are a game above 500. And I want to say, I, I saw a stat earlier that their playoff percentage of making it in May was like 98, and it's dropped to like three. Um, they're 
six games back from the Cardinals for the final wild card spot, they are eliminated. Yeah, they're they're done. Like there's, they're they're cooked. I mean, but statistically speaking, there's only nine games left, right? Uh, after today, the Braves have ten games left. If you include that inning and a right. third or but whatever, nine, nine scheduled. And yeah, you're not gonna. The Reds and the Phillies are already ahead of them by a game and a half. I mean, you might be able to pass them, but you're definitely not catching up to the Cardinals. No, the Cardinals who were down five to one in the eighth today and are yeah. now up eight to five in the bottom of the ninth and about to extend their eleven game win streak to twelve. Yeah. I know the Brewers have already clinched, but uh man, the Cardinals are lighting their ass up. They're, they 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 fucking have already won three in a row against them and uh uh it finally looked like Milwaukee was turning it around. And this is in Milwaukee, by the way. Yeah. And the Cardinals just fucking whipped them again today. Well, it's not over yet, but it's getting Probably. there. Then they go to Chicago twice for uh, a combined seven games and also against Milwaukee again, who doesn't seem to be interested in playing right now. So uh, there's literally zero chance that the Padres are going to – I don't know if they even – I don't know what's going to happen here. We, I think we're more likely to see uh, – their players fighting each other than fighting the Braves. <laughs> I would be pretty fucking okay with that. I mean, yeah, they fell off a cliff. I, I saw earlier this year, like a not earlier this year, earlier this month, a Dodgers writer saying shit like, "Well, how much could we actually trust the Padres?" Because last year, like, it was only a sixty-game schedule. Maybe yeah. they were just hot for yeah. a little while, and they don't have the pitching. I mean, their their lineup is fine. Their bullpen's good. Bullpen's pretty good. I mean, they've had they had an out, an outstanding year from uh, Melanson this year, and uh, Daniel Hudson has also had a good year as well. He's a, he's a good fucking back-of-the-bullpen guy. He's got a whip right around one. Uh, decent amount of strikeouts this year, about uh, uh, 30% more strikeouts than innings pitch. So he's, he's looked good from the bullpen this year. They, that part they had, you know, I, I just the uh, Musgrove and you, Darvish, and, and Blake Snell's been injured all year. Snow has not had a good year, but you honestly that three should do something, right? Dar, you would think on paper, Darvish, Musgrove, and uh, and Snell. Is- yeah, Darvish is a weird guy. I think he's. I think he might be done. Uh, he he has like he had a flash last year after consecutive really shitty years that were, you know, some, partially because of injury, partially because he just gets the ball up in the zone and fucking gets hammered a lot. Uh, but his his this season has not looked terribly great, although his whip is only 1.06. His whip's been fine. It has been interesting. bad luck. And and honestly, if your whip is good and your ERA sucks, I'm kind of inclined to believe there's something else going on. Like, there's that seems like a luck issue to an extent. Or maybe you're just, I don't know, giving up home runs or what. I will say this. I read not long ago that uh, he has one of the worst set of numbers after the uh, substance crackdown. Mm. <clears throat> which is a little awkward. So that is awkward. Rodriguez for the Braves as well, though. He's he's bounced back, I think, a bit. But his his rate his rate stats have bounced back. Yeah. But his strikeouts or his velocity, none of that stuff is looking good. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes with him. I'm sure Major League Baseball pitchers will figure something out between now and next year to make the ball spin again. Yes. No, no doubt about that. People Not are pretty too worried clever. about that. Uh, big news from the Braves, by the way, or for the Braves. Mm. Uh, Ozzie Albies 
becomes the only second baseman in Braves history to hit 30 home runs and, 100, and drive in 100. Mm. Pretty interesting. Where do you rank Albies on the uh, second baseman in the game right now? Wow, that's, uh, that's a good question. I mean, <clears throat> hmm. it de- Adam Frazier is a really good player. Um, he's had a good season. I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to what he's done since he went over to San Diego because it's been a kind of a shit show over there. They have a uh, hilariously losing record since trading for him. Yeah. Although I don't really know that that's his fault. I can't imagine it's 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 him to blame there. Right. But, uh, yeah. He's a, he's a pretty uh, uh, he's a good player. I, I think Albies is probably it's probably third behind Altuve and Semyon. So this this is where yeah Simeon I think is kind of the the clear number one and Altuve is still really fucking good yeah uh, it won't help his case if uh, the Dodgers uh, just keep playing Turner Trey Turner at second base yeah no that's sure. uh, that's gonna kind of bump Albies down the list a little bit what's here's what's fucking wild though by the way so in terms of wins above replacement because Albies is a good defender mm. he's like seventh but for WRC plus so we're just talking hitting here. Right, the guy with thirty home runs and a hundred RBIs, he is barely above league average. Yeah, it seems like um, he's at one hundred and seven, and it's all be—it's literally purely on base percentage driven. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, he's he 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 doesn't really strike out all that much. I mean, he's going to strike out one hundred and thirty times this year, which sounds like a lot, but it's in the modern baseball, it's yeah. not really that much. So it used to be maybe, but yeah. Um, He's uh his OPS for a guy that's a thirty home run guy is is oddly low. It's just below eight hundred. Like you would expect it to be above eight hundred, I think. Yes. For a guy, especially that has thirty five uh doubles as as well. It's just I uh, mean he's slugging almost five hundred. The slugging's he, yeah there. He just doesn't fucking walk ever. Um and I think that's a good th- there's been a lot of articles written this week about what the Braves should do about the leadoff spot moving into the playoffs. And I think people are happy that Jorge Soler is now in that spot because he's a guy, he's not particularly fast, but he works the count really well. Very well. Uh, and, you know, gets pitchers off to a rough start sometimes. Yeah. Just, you know, everybody in their first at bat gets to see multiple pitches from the pitcher. And it's not, he's not a guy that you can go right after and just dump fastballs in there because he will hit that ball 500 feet. You know right. I mean? And that, that's what's so great about Acuna in the leadoff spot when he's mm-hmm. not hurt is that. Uh, you can't, and pitchers love to do this at the start of games. You can't be like, just get an establishment fastball in there. Yeah. Right. You can't groove one. There's a lot of guys, even, you know, like, uh, I, I, even Freddie Freeman would do this. Like, there's guys that want to see pitches. Uh, people like Acuna and Soler and Albies, obviously, because he doesn't fucking walk very much. Yeah. That they, they will swing at that ball. Yeah. yeah like, you can't yeah. throw them a fastball to establish mm. your shit. No, it's so Freeman will take very, hittable strikes because yeah. he's looking for a very specific pitch. Chipper would do that too. Yeah. It would or, drive me insane. Or, or Soler, if you throw a fastball down the middle, that dude's going to swing so hard his fucking dick's going to fall off. <laughs> uh, uh, which, you know, is a way to get him out. But he's also very selective, so you can't... If you try to pitch around him, he will take the walk. Yeah. Um, he kind of... Uh, you know, in Major League, when uh, Serrano, right? Like, you couldn't hit the curveball, but you always saw mm-hmm. him, like swinging at the curveball couldn't right. hit breaking shit Solaire 
yeah, like if he doesn't like it, he he just spits on it. Yeah, he's not like Freddie. Freddie's a hunter, right? Like Freddie, he won't swing at something. He'll ambush you if you throw the wrong pitch up front. Like if you try to get that get me over curveball over the outside portion of the plate from a right-handed pitcher, uh, he will fucking drive that ball to left center field. Yeah, on a, on a regular basis, sometimes to left. Uh, he actually just got his pitch on the first pitch, and he didn't swing at it. That was weird. He must have been sitting on an off-speed pitch. Um, at any rate. Your Ozzy Albies, you want to be the number three hitter. On, and to be honest, let's, if Acuna is in uh, the lineup right now, I, I very much think that the, the, the lineup would be Acuna, Freeman, Albies, and then Riley. That's what I would do, and then probably put Duvall behind him. Um, but you know, I, I have to hesitate on that call, despite the fucking numbers that he puts up. Uh, you can't have your number three hitter with a 310 on base percentage. No. That's bullshit. You got to get at least 340 or somewhere around yeah. there. I mean, that's, that is untenable, as a, as, as, especially if, um, if guys know they can go out of the zone and get you or that you're a contact guy and you're not going to take a walk. You got to be able to take walks in the middle of the lineup. There's a reason that you have guys, 30 home run hitters, like Austin Riley and Duvall behind you. It's because if you get on base, they turn those into runs. And Duvall and Riley also happen to hit very well with runners in scoring position. So, you know, I think the best spot for him, for the Braves, is probably fifth. You know, but that's not where they want him because he is capable of driving in runs. Quite a few. He's got over 100 this year. He, I mean, he puts up insane numbers. So his on-base percentage, Albie's on-base percentage, uh, goes up with men on base and with men in scoring position. Mm-hmm. So men on base is uh, on base percentage is 366. Men in scoring position, it's 377. With no one on base, and this is kind of infuriating, mm-hmm. to be quite honest, uh, it's 271. Mm. Which is the equ- That means he's just trying to hit a home run if there's nobody yes, on base. Exactly. Which is really irritating. Yes. And uh, to give some perspective, because you hear 271 in your brain because you grew up in America watching baseball and on base percentage is relatively new. You hear 271, you kind of think 271, well, that's an okay batting average, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like 271 on base percentage is kind of, to me, the equivalent of a 171 batting average. Yeah. You want the on base percentage to be about 100 points higher than the batting average, I think. With nobody, 50 to 100 points on. With nobody on base, he's got 13 of his 30 home runs are with no one on, and uh, 85 of his 120 strikeouts right. are with no one on base. I mean, it's. That's not good. That's why he's not good in the one or two spot. Well, uh, nice little broken dinks bat a little base hit here. So uh, actually, his numbers in general with no one on base is awful, which yeah, is it's, it's kind of mind-blowing that they let him off ever. Uh, yeah. his, his, his slugging percentage with no one, no one on base is 376. Yeah, it's ridiculous. His I mean, OPS with no one on base, 648. Ozzy Albies, with people on base and in scoring position, his OPS is over 1,000 for look, both of those. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, there's a... Uh, the Braves have had some lineup issues this year. Ozuna for sure. was gone. Fucking then uh, Acuna. Uh, Acuna got hurt. But when he's batting in the three and four slots, he he's his home run rates are high. Uh, strikes out less. Uh, gets on base quite a bit more. Like his on base percentage in the three and four spot is three thirty three and three twenty two respectively. You know, uh, quite a bit higher than his on base and his normal on base percentage. He also is averaging somewhere around like 275 uh, average uh, in the three and four hole. That's where he belongs. And his OPS is like 860 pretty much in both of those roles as well. That's where he belongs. I still think that that number has got to come up. Like he, 
his numbers are all-star numbers, technically, because people pay attention to that sort of stuff. And I don't know if moving around the lineup has fucked him over uh, this year. And inconsistency, inconsistency yeah. is not good for a player. You, you, you want to get into a groove, right? right? Uh, we'll see what look, happens next look, there's, year. There's something to be said about him being leadoff in so much that there was an amount of time where you just needed him to get maybe the most at-bats on the team or be one of the two or three guys getting the most at-bats on the team. Maybe. And you achieve that by hitting him leadoff. Yeah, but if you think about it from a like, basketball, I know it's different sports, obviously, but from a basketball standpoint, yeah, I want to get uh, my best player as many shots as possible, but if he's a fucking seven-footer that can't shoot the three, I don't want him from out there. Right. You know, and he's putting guys in position to win games. That's how you win manager of the year. And to be honest, despite all the turmoil and shit that's happened on the Braves and they still look like they're probably going to win uh, the NL East, uh, I don't think Snicker is even in the conversation for manager of the year. Well, Gabe Kapler's got it locked up. Anthopolis might be in line for uh, GM of the year or whatever. Those fucking trades for Duvall and Soler and Peterson. And and Rosario's been fucking going nuts since he came back. Rosario is, uh, I think they might want to look at re-signing him. Although the, here's the risk you run. He's going to go out and try to get a three-year deal. Right. I think you sign him to a two-year deal with a fucking player and club option for the second year and uh, let him prove it again, but give him more money for less time. That's yeah. what I would do. Like yeah. the same way they did with Donaldson the first, and the same thing with the first year of Azuna. Of, of Azuna. That's, I think that's a good deal because, look, if he comes back to his uh, pre-injury, pre-whatever-the-fuck uh, rate stats, I'm not rate stats, but stats, we're talking about a guy who's a legit like 275, 280 hitter that's going to put up 25 to 35 home runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a switch hitter. Dude, just hit for the cycle. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, and he also can defend. He's a good player. Yep. You have him and Duvall out there in the outfield. Now they need to keep Duvall. I agree. I just, for the clubhouse perspective. Yes, I agree. Like, I, I like him. I was bummed they didn't keep Duvall last year, mostly because, but I understood because I was like, well, I mean, I don't know how you argue with those numbers Azuna put up last year, and there's only so many outfield spots because they won't do the DH yet, but the DH should be there next year, so you basically, you essentially have an extra slot for, you can put, you can run out an outfield of Rosario, Mm -hmm. Duvall, and Acuna, and then put maybe Solaire in the DH spot or something like that. If you're going to put somebody in the DH spot out of those guys, it would be him probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what happens with Azuna, to be honest. Like he's still under contract for two more years, right? Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, they just eat it. They have insurance on those types of contracts. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it affects the cap necessarily, but the insurance pays, I think three quarters of yeah. the, of the salary. So whatever, but, and you got to think they take insurance, not just on injury, right? Uh, it's, it's on anything that isn't team caused, I believe. Yeah. But who knows? Um, I have a fun topic I wanted to talk about, by the way. Yeah. A little bit. Of, I don't know if you saw this the other day. A little bit of uh, baseball ethics. Ethics like unwritten rules ethics? Yeah, to okay. an extent. It did involve a beaning. Oh, you're talking about the uh, uh, Kevin Kiermaier thing? Yeah. Did you see that? I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah. So those, for those who don't know, uh, during a game, recent game between the Blue Jays and uh, the Rays, Ray's center fielder, Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, slid into home on a you know, hit, uh, was thrown out from the outfield, tagged out uh, by Jay's catcher, uh, Alejandro Kirk. Mm-hmm. The thing that happened, though, that was interesting, there wasn't a dirty slide or anything like that. Kirk, like most catchers and most players at this point, carry a card on them. Mm-hmm. 
The out, you see the outfielders checking them all the time, where to position, the infielders too. Sometimes it's on a wristband, sometimes it's inside the hat, whatever. Uh, I believe Kirk had it on his wristband. Kirk did not notice that during the play, during the slide and the tag or whatever, the card fell out of his wristband. It's the same thing as like the quarterbacks have. Yeah, you know, yeah. The exact same fucking thing. And that's it. for a catcher... So for an infielder or an outfielder, it's just where to play. Yeah, but for a catcher, it's like how to pitch each guy in the lineup. Yes. Like, Which is, to be honest, is it really a secret? No, they probably know how they're being pitched. I'm pretty sure that fucking Freddie Freeman knows exactly what's going to They're going to try to go <laughs> high and inside on him. Yeah. Now, it might be useful information if you're facing a new pitcher from a different league who just came to that team, right? You're not familiar with that guy. Maybe, yeah. Uh... But you're playing a division rival. Mm. They've seen each other a lot. It's fucking September. Either way, uh, Kirk didn't see that his card fell out. It fell almost literally right into Kiermaier's lap. Like, honestly, <clears throat> look up this video on Twitter if you haven't seen it. It's fucking hilarious. It falls into Kiermaier's lap. Kiermaier looks down, sees it. Mm. He's like, oh, shit. Looks around, and then, like, picks it up. And you can see him, like, looking around. Like, it's like someone finding a $5 bill that someone else dropped. Like, saw the other person drop it, and they, like... Are making sure they're not on like a TV show or something. Yeah. Like, but he he was on a TV show called Major League show. Fucking Baseball. Idiot. Uh, I don't think it's uh, cheating necessarily. I think it's kind of. I, I think it's counterproductive. Um, if I'm a hitter, if I'm a good hitter, I don't want to be told what's coming because you train. The Astros might disagree with that. They can disagree with all they want, but so people want. I mean, they have a ring to prove that see, knowing what pitch is coming is. Pretty good. Yeah, like in certain instances against a guy that throws 104 miles per hour, for example, it might be nice to know when a curveball is coming. Right. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I don't think you want to have that be a strategy because then you will develop habits that are that you cannot exercise when you don't have that information. Like a lot of dudes, uh, they, they want to know location but not pitch type. Yes. Because it's really, it's, it's very hard to train yourself to see the spin of the ball or see the arc of the ball and stay back on a breaking ball. Mm-hmm. Like you, it has to be, it just has to happen. Speaking right? of that has to be muscle memory. Staying back on a breaking ball, by the way, they tried out Morton for the seventh, who has been dealing the Braves. Uh, yeah. But Snickers pulling him out after two consecutive base runners. Second guy got a base hit. I forgot what the, happened with the first guy. Same. And it was on the same pitch, a yeah. curveball that hung up in the zone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you don't just throw 97, but... I'm not sure at this point in the season against the Diamondbacks why you're running your oldest and best starting pitcher out for extra innings when you don't need to be. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, on this Kiermaier thing, I wouldn't want that information necessarily against the Blue Jays in the regular season. That doesn't make any sense for me. But uh, but even then, uh, I wouldn't want that information... Like if I if I was if I was a football player and I came across the other team's playbook, I wouldn't want that either. You know what I you mean? wouldn't? No, because look there, again, Bill Belichick might yeah, disagree with there, that. There, there's a certain level of stuff you can do with it in certain instances. So maybe it, it comes in handy in these individual moments. But when you start to rely on that shit, like there who was it on the Astros that told the fucking trash can bangers to shut the fuck up? Some, uh it, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was those guys. They were talking about. Um, there was one of the guys, or maybe it's just. Um, maybe maybe that's just a story I've heard from other people stealing signs. There are certain players who have, like Albert Pools, is one of them. 
that said it said it claims that Altuve didn't want the pitches. Yeah, he, this dude's wearing a fucking buzzer. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. But that's uh, what came up on Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I've heard Albert Pool say before talking about stealing signs and shit that he doesn't want to be told because he just wants his, he just wants to naturally react to the pitch. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why a lot of guys say that they want. Tell me the location if it's inside or outside, but don't tell me the pitch. Yeah. Because that's the one. Inside or outside, you can adjust to on the fly. But the muscle memory of reacting to which pitch it is, I think, is the most difficult thing that any people, that anyone faces in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Hitting a round ball with a round bat squarely is the most difficult act in all of professional sports. And the most difficult part about that, in my opinion, is pitch recognition. Everybody knows where the pitch is going. People don't swing like it's an inside pitch when it's a foot outside. That doesn't happen. Yeah. But they swing way too fucking early, a lot, mm-hmm. or late or whatever. So I wouldn't want it. I don't think it's necessarily unethical. It's unethical to be stupid and drop your fucking game plan in front of the other guy. Right. Like, you did it. Fuck you. I think, well, that, so I think there's a certain amount of people that might be like, well, this is kind of like the Astros. They do a pitch. But like. <sighs> it's not even close. If you. It's one game and one pitcher. Right. But also, if you drop, like, that's on the other team. Yeah. Right? Like, that's yeah. their fault for being dumb. Or yeah. even if it's an accident, like, take the luck. It's, right? un- it's unethical to let a sucker keep his money. <laughs> that's what uh, some fucking asshole used to say. And then some they, they beamed uh, Kiermeyer the next day in the eighth inning. Which, which is that that part to me was uh, kind of silly. They also, by the way, went over to the dugout and asked for it back. That's funny. And then the Rays were like, "No." Why would you ask for it back, though? That's, they sent the Bat Boy too. That's like that's like that's like uh, accidentally telling somebody you're throwing them a surprise party and asking them to forget about. Oh shit, that's gone. Our bullpen's cool. All right, well, Webb. Uh, is terrible, and he just let uh, the tying run hit a home run in the bottom of the seventh inning there. Great. That, I got to say, you're a much bigger uh, Snitker hater than I am. Uh, I don't know who else to blame for that. No, Brian Snitker is always to blame for the biggest <laughs> troubles. They have a very good team, except for him. He is the worst manager in all of Major League Baseball, in my opinion. And it's because he's a fucking pussy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a changeup right down the middle. Like, it could not – that's a batting practice fastball, basically. 82 miles per hour, Good. right down the middle. I could have hit that ball 700 feet. Uh, uh, it's in, – in game five last year – What a gift. You have Max Freed on short rest. He's been your stud all year long, and you go with a fucking bullpen game, right. and you can close that series out right then. And by the way, one thing people forget about that, too, is going with a bullpen game – I think, what, after you essentially got lucky in Bryce Wilson, Wilson yeah. the game before, throwing well, five like yeah. brilliant innings? Mm-hmm. What, what pure luck. Yeah, he's the, he's the worst. I, I honestly believe that Snicker is the worst manager in all of baseball. That um, series of events was not ideal. The only thing that even keeps me sane right now is that the, well, there's no outs, which is fucking also not ideal. Yeah. The Rays did all, or the Rays, the uh, fucking Diamondbacks did all that damage without any outs being recorded yeah um at least they're dog shit and we have to win this game i'd like to think that the team is able to uh rally around that a little bit that's fucking crazy speaking of a team that's not missing right now by the way uh the cardinals just pulled a uh pretty massive comeback i want to say they were down 5-1 in the seventh 
to the Brewers, the first place Brewers, who they were, who they will not catch. Um, but they came back and uh, won that game eight to five. They scored four runs in the seventh, two in the eighth, one in the ninth, won eight to five. Uh, they tied the game in the seventh. I'm sorry, took the lead in the eighth. Mm. Uh, God damn, that team is out of its mind. Yeah, right they're now. on fire. Unfortunately for them, they're probably peaking too soon. But oh, there's another extra base hit. Jesus Christ! That's a long double to uh, center field. There still no outs. It's the Braves bullpen. So look, to be honest, even if they collapse and don't make the playoffs, that's not really going to affect me because I I am completely sure that if they do make the playoffs, they are going to fuck it up. So, you know, all it does is end the baseball season for me a little bit earlier if they See, manage I to fucking, weasel their way out of here. I disagree. I think the NL's wide open this year, especially but if... It's not wide open to a team that cannot finish ball games, though. Like, seven through nine for these guys is a fucking coin flip every single night. Yeah. You're only going to win... You're going to win... If you're, if you're really lucky, you win 55% of that, Right. So maybe maybe you win one series, but you're damn sure not winning two. I, you know, your ticket to the your ticket to the playoffs is a lottery ticket, and for me, I'd rather punch that lottery ticket every every year, even if they're not that good. I'd rather punch Brian Snicker in his fucking heart. <laughs> his thumb. Like I want somebody to fucking open his chest cavity so I can punch him directly in the heart. I will say the thing that makes me the angriest about about Brian Snicker is I do like him, but I. He is the, a terrible manager. The manager I hate the most in baseball is Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he was the guy who, after the Cardinals beat us in the DS in, in uh, uh, tw- the year before we made the COVID year, whatever, in mm-hmm. 2019, he was like, nobody fucks with us. Nobody fucks with us. And this was because we got mad at the Cardinals for throwing at Acuna for celebrating a home run yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every run scored in the playoffs is a big deal. Right. And, he, and so somehow that was us f- fucking with them because we got mad that they plunked our star player oh. for the sin of being happy. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about how dumb Mike Schilt looks because he has the dumbest face I've ever fucking seen, except I can't because Snitker is in the running for that. He's... And it would be a pot calling a kettle a thumb. Yeah. Oh, there's another hit. Oh, no. He hit it too hard to be a hit. Nope. Oh, no, he did get no. it on his head. Yeah, there we go. Cool, they're winning now. Well, he's really slow. Maybe they're yeah, not. Yeah, that's goodness. Nope, they're winning. <clears throat> yep. Well, the Braves' bullpen has managed to give up uh, four runs with while recording no outs in the bottom of the seventh. Against the, game, the worst team in baseball. Against one of the worst teams in baseball in a game they desperately need to win. That dude's eyes are way too close together. Is that fetal alcohol syndrome? What is that? that or SIDS? No, that's death. SIDS is death, yeah. Uh, before we get back into the Braves ruining... Uh, fight, hold on. All right, one, two, three, go. Hey, real quick, you got to do some ads. We got to do some ads. People pay for this. People pay for us to be here. So let me read some ads, if that's okay with you. This Saturday, there will be blood. There will be blood. Head to mybookie.ag and get in on the UFC First Blood promotion. When any fighter on the main card bleeds, you win. The second you see blood, you get paid. And that is um, a figurative statement. So what that means is you don't have to report seeing blood. It's just when someone bleeds. You don't have to be like looking out for blood that much. When someone bleeds, you get paid. 
just so you know. You don't need to be that eagle-eyed. With this bet centered around five main card bouts, including two title fights, you know the octagon won't stay dry for long. That's dry of blood, by the way. Uh, So take advantage of this opportunity to make some easy money with my bookie. Nick Diaz has bled in three of his last four fights. Robbie Lawler is a leaky faucet. That guy bleeds like it's his job. Well, it is his job, I guess, to an extent. Uh, So you know by the end of his five-round rematch, blood will be spilled. Head to MyBookie now and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to start off with a double deposit bonus. That's right, the code DRINKINGBROS to double your money. Type in Drinking Bros, get double your money, and with that, you can double your winnings with my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Next up, we got Killcliffe. Uh, my favorite, like literal favorite energy drink and CBD drink on the market. We uh, we advertise both. I like their. Uh, I I tend to need uh, uppers more than than CBD, but I do like the CBD as well. Uh, in case you were wondering, they have a 30% off deal right now, where uh, if you use the promo code DRINKINGBROS, you can get Killcliff CBD or Killcliff Ignite Energy Drink 30% off. You can get variety packs um, or individual flavors, whatever. Just go to killcliff.com and use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to get 30% off all drinks and apparel. If you want a t-shirt or a hat or something, uh, Drinking Bros is the code. You get that. Their CBD uh, flavors are really good. They got the Flamin' Joe. That's Joe Rogan's flavor. Uh, it's like a spicy pineapple. Great with tequila, by the way, if you want to kind of make it a ranch water uh, or just a margarita situation. Mango Tango is another good one. I like Strawberry Days. kind of like a strawberry lemonade situation. It's my favorite CBD flavor. The Ignite Energy Drink, by the way, is one of my favorite things to drink when I'm hungover because it's an energy drink, energy drink that won't make you jittery because it's got stuff that actually helps your hangover. Uh, it's only 20 calories per can, naturally flavored, no sugar, and then it's got the hangover stuff, B vitamins, and electrolytes. These are clean energy drinks with killer taste. Again, go to killcliff.com. That's K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros, and you get 30% off anything on the site. They're CBD drinks. They're the biggest CBD liquid CBD dealer in the country. I say dealer because, you know, why not? Uh, I mean, they're obviously legit. This isn't some shady shit, but it's still marijuana, so we'll just say dealer. Not actual marijuana, by the way. CBD is just marijuana adjacent. This won't make you piss hot or anything like that uh, in case you do work a uh, uh, first responder job or you're in the military or whatever. Like You'll, you'll pass any drug tests. This isn't like sketchy. There's no... Uh, THC, it'll just chill you out, make you happy. Or like I said, you can get the energy drinks as well. I'm a big fan of the um, cherry limeade Ignite flavor. That's my favorite one. But yeah, go to killcliff.com, K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to get 30% off anything you order, whether it's drinks or shirts or anything else. Killcliff.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS. It's really fucking easy, guys. And last but not least, we have, of course, Ghostbed. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, use the promo code drinking bros to get 30% off anything there, but they're also doing still somehow. I don't really understand how it's still a thing, but they just refuse to stop doing it. Ross's theory is that uh, their IT guy died, which maybe, why not? Maybe he slept on a ghost bed and just decided to stay there forever, dead but dead. Um, but you can get 40% off any bundles, so you just go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and if you bundle a mattress and a base together 
you, you get 40% off. They have four different types of mattresses, and then you can toss anything else in there as well. So you need cooling pillows, sheets, uh, a mattress topper. So maybe you can, you can only afford one mattress, but you want to turn a mattress you already have into a ghost bed, get a mattress topper, toss it on that. What's cool about ghost bed, too, is all their stuff has cooling technology. So if you live in a hot state like we do, Texas, um, that's nice because it stays hot all fucking year round basically we get like three months of winter fall that's it like right now i'm like oh it feels like fall it's still like 80 degrees at like three o'clock but that just feels like autumn weather compared to what i'm used to but yeah go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros uh 40 off bundles where uh yeah mattress base and then all the other stuff or if you don't need all of that stuff you just want to shop a la carte you can get 30 percent off uh, any individual thing, or you just want to slap two things together um, with the code Drinking Bros. Ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Use the code Drinking Bros to get 30% off any individual item or, or any items together that don't qualify as the bundle. Or if you do the bundle, which is a mattress and, a ju- and, and base, and then going from there, you get 40% off. Uh, and they, uh, they have uh, financing plans and all that stuff. Um, literally, you just need like non-hobo credit to get it. $35 a month, zero down, 0% on the financing. Again, one last time, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Let's uh, watch the Braves disappoint us some more. Good Lord. Nice what a fucking inning. Yeah. Fuck Brian Snicker. There he oh, is. Oh, good. He's making a pitching change Comes out and claps. Hey, good job, buddy. That didn't work? That didn't work? Oh, did that one not work? He's just going to fucking set an American flag on fire and throw it out on the mound right now. That's how, that's how much I hate this guy. That's how I see him, as that's, people to burn the flag. Fuck that's him. fucking awful. Anyway, back to the Cardinals, because I can't talk about Brian Snicker anymore right now. Uh, you think they're busting their nut a little early? Uh, it seems like it, yeah. I mean, I, it, you have to be, if you're a Cardinals fan, you've got to be concerned about a lot of stuff. Uh, although right now they're not thinking about it because they're on such a s- surge, but uh, Flaherty is still injured. He is we'll should s- be back. We'll see. He if should he, be back. He should be back, but in what condition? You know those right. late season injuries, especially for a guy that throws a thousand miles per hour like that. Who knows? Not at all worried about uh, Adam Wainwright. To be honest, he's having a great fucking season, fucking and uh, he might be the he might turn into the Tom Brady of fucking baseball. To be honest, although uh, Nolan Ryan was the Tom Brady of baseball before Tom Brady was born, true. I think, and and um, Nolan Ryan didn't eat avocado ice cream. No, no, he did. Uh, he just ate fucking cows. I guess. he's, yeah. he's a Texan. He he probably you were talking about this on fake news earlier. He probably has a John Wayne esque stomach contents. Uh yeah, for just sure. all beef. Yeah. Um. Wainwright is great. Um, Giovanni Gallegos, uh, since taking over, I guess, the closer role, has done pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's got a, a whip, sub point nine. That looks good. Rate stats are a little shitty, but not too concerned about that. He strikes out a lot of people, and he's been good uh, down the stretch. But the rest of the, the starting rotation after Flaherty and Wainwright, but- I just don't know. John Lester. At one point, that would have been a big deal. Jay, even Jay Happ would have been like, okay, that's a good four guy. Lester's been that. good for he, the Cardinals. He has. But, you know, how many miles are left on that arm? And once you, once you get deep into the fucking playoffs and shit like that, I don't know. His, his, we'll see. By the way, Snicker finally brought in a competent reliever. Probably the guy you should bring in with two men on and no one out. Yeah. I would have yeah. gone with Matzik first. I mean, I would have... 
Honestly, I don't know. The, this bullpen is terrible. No, Matzik's good. The bullpen at large is terrible. So maybe unless he can pitch all three innings that you need every night, then you're fucked. Yeah, well, I, I would probably put him in in what it will, what would have been at that point the highest you have to assume leverage, highest leverage situation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you got to. You got to. You can't tr- trust any of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, Will Smith is absolute dog shit, and I really don't want him on the team anymore. I don't uh, want him. I don't want that Luke Jackson kid. I certainly ugh. don't want Webb. Webb has Webb given up like uh, two game-winning home runs this year, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these guys are all terrible. I, I do like, I like Matzik. I like Rodriguez. Mm, we'll see about Rodriguez. Jury's out on him for me, but he's, he's done pretty well with the Braves. Wow. Bunted. Very nice bunt. Yeah. Good got stuff. to assume they're going to get another run here. Well, you got to you 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 need a pop up or a strikeout, obviously, uh, and he's going to pitch that effect, which is yeah. You know, it, this is what I love about baseball. It's the it's the it's the mental battle between pitchers and batters, and and, and most of that, and most situations come from the catcher or the dugout, and not the pitcher. Uh, not a lot of pitchers are. Uh, are in charge of what they throw and a lot and, a lot, and you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's Maddox for sure, but not everybody's Greg Maddox. Right. Um, Typically veterans. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, like it, Kurt Schilling used to not even give signs. He would, he would wait for the pit, the hitter to look away and then mouth what pitch he wanted to throw to right. Veritech, especially in Boston. Sometimes Zach Granke will just tell people what he's throwing. Yeah. Well, Matzik just threw a fucking 96 mile per hour fastball about 12 feet high. Luckily, Darno's got some ups. This dude's head's too long. It's too his head's too tall. That's weird. You don't think that's partially? It by could the be beard? the hair. Yeah, yeah. The I think the beard. He's got a kind of a almost, and the beard. Yeah, and he's it's well groomed and like yeah, extending out. It's almost like a royal beard. Yeah, an ancient royal beard. Boom! That's a run. That is a run. At that might be one. two. No, uh, just one. one. Bummer. Yep. There we go. Sweet. Solaire doesn't even bother to turn around. Delco Dan celebrating yeah, off celebrating. screen. I guess somebody cares about the Phillies finally. Because somebody finally gives a shit. Uh, as long as they make the playoffs, yeah. They probably won't. Um, I, I think and the I'll Braves are probably So the, the Braves are really good at making playoffs. Not yes. very good at doing anything in them. I want to say the Braves have more NL East. Since the, we've gone to three divisions, mm. more NL East titles than the rest of the NL East combined. Uh, yeah. For sure. Well, we're this. This will be four in a row. If we win it, yes, it'll be four in a and row. There after was fourteen in a row. Well, no, a couple of those were the NL West. Only one. 91, 92, oh, yeah, 93. 91, So you guys yeah. are just so th- the three of those. Andy Reid, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, pretty much. If if I mean even that's generous. Because you got to expect. If, if hey, you talk we got about, a, they got one ring out of that. If you talk about percentages, though, yeah, if if they had even won one, that would have been twenty five percent. Yeah. No, I mean the the Eagles. Oh yeah, that would have at least been twenty five percent for the Braves. It's like what I don't know what's one out of fucking eighteen. Not great. Oh my god, tight. Another double. Tight. That's Man, tight. This team is just fucking bullshit. Um, now, granted, look, I don't want to be Captain Optimist here, but uh, yes, we should be winning this game. But also, taking four from any team in major leagues is tough. Four in a row. Sure. A four-game sweep is a tough thing to achieve. If, he, if we had lost the second game and taken three or four, you'd been happy with that. But, mm. I mean, you want more now because we were winning four to one in the fucking what seventh I, What I want is, yeah, when you have your ace pitching, I want you to take his fucking lead 
through the last three innings of the game and getting him to win. That's how baseball works. Yeah, and I, the Braves are really bad at it. They're, they're, so if if uh, football is offense, defense, and special teams, baseball is uh, uh, offense, obviously, but then two elements of pitching, right? Yeah, starting and the finishing of pitching. They're good at the starting. They're one of the three things. If you're really, really bad at it, you can't win. If your defense is terrible, like no matter how good I Kansas City's, I think that's City's, the one overcomable thing. What the a bad defense yeah. in the NFL? No, oh no, I, in baseball, I bet. Oh yeah, baseball for sure. But I don't even that that shit doesn't even count. I don't f- fielding percentage. There's no correlation between the highest fielding percentage and winning divisions or World Series or anything like that. It yeah. just doesn't exist. Um, but anyways, the Braves are at one of the core things about winning in Major League Baseball. They're really bad. Maybe, bullpen? Yeah, they're really bad at it. Both, bullpen, both the actual like uh, on-field quality and management thereof. Mm-hmm. Like It's really like a double. There's only so much you can... There's only so many ways you can polish a turd or whatever, but there are ways, I guess, to make that turd look a little prettier. And we don't even do that very well. Yeah. Uh, I want to get back to the Cardinals for a second because there's two things that are interesting to me about the Cardinals. One, even though I just said defense isn't, if you don't need a good defense to win in baseball, mm. I mean, like it helps a shit ton for sure, but it's very overcomable compared to other sports, especially like football. Uh, the Cardinals are interesting. They actually have the most defensive runs saved in baseball by like 20 runs, which is a shit ton. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, the other thing that's interesting to me. They are definitely going to make the playoffs. They're definitely in the wild card game. Um, what's funny and fun to me about this is over the course of the last of the mo- like the current era of baseball, called mm-hmm. the last eight to ten years, whatever trailing eight eight years, they have been two things. They have been the kryptonite of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like year after year, they are. The, the Dodgers cannot handle them, and Clayton Kershaw in particular. Mm-hmm. His shitty playoff ERA is in large part to, due to inferior Cardinals teams devil-magicking the Dodgers. The other interesting part is uh, their kryptonite has been the Giants. And uh, the, the Braves? No, the Cardinals. Mm. They are lined up to yeah. face the Dodgers, and then if they beat them, the Giants. Well, we'll see, won't we? It's kind of answering bad. I mean, first off, oh, and by the way, I, w- I want to know what you think of this too. The Dodgers in the wildcard game, they got to go Scherzer, right? I don't know. Walker Bueller is pretty good, man. I mean, and Urias is, is leading the league and wins. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know that you have a bad answer to that question. But you do have a best. You might have a best answer. Too. Uh, I w- if it were me, I would probably go with Scherzer. Yeah, he's the best. But I don't. I don't know if there's a bad option. That and they're lucky to have that. I mean, they can run him out in that in that game and still have two legit number ones behind him. Nobody yeah, well, else. Well, and Kershaw should be back. We'll by see. Then. I don't trust him in the playoffs. I don't he, either. To me, he's a three or four guy in the. Remember playoffs. what Affelt told us. Or uh, no, were you not here? You weren't, were you here no, for No, I wasn't. I wasn't here for Affel that. told us he didn't buy Kershaw's playoff performance last year because it was a 60-game season. And he said the reason that Kershaw has been shitty in the playoffs is because the guy's got no stamina. Well, maybe he will have it this year since he sat out all this time. Maybe that's why he's been out this long. It's not because he's actually injured. That, that's a decent theory, to be honest. Yeah. I, do, I do enjoy that conspiracy theory. Well, 
Um, while we wait for the Braves game to come back, I do have another fun statistic for you. Shohei Otani uh, set another, tied another amazing Major League record. Uh, Shohei Otani, the presumptive AL MVP, um, unless, maybe unless Guerrero gets the triple crown, but I still think it's Otani. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 times this year, Shohei Otani has hit a home run and his team has lost by four or more runs. That's not a, that's kind of a dubious statistic. Yeah, he just tied Sammy Sosa for that. Mm. Sosa, who was hitting, by the way, 20 more home runs a year in the eras that he was doing in this. Mm. Sosa did it in 99. So Sosa essentially had, I guess he probably had some double, some two homer games. So, and so does Otani. But I call it like 20 more, about 20 more games that Sosa did that in. And Otani's already tied him. You got to think. He's got a good shot to break this record, even though there's only nine games left. Well, any home run he hits is probably going to be in a game they lose because they fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> and they've given up now. I mean, uh, to be honest, if they even keep trotting him out, I think the only reason he's still playing right now is to get more statistics. What, what else? Why else would you continue would, playing yeah, the guy? Why would you do? Um, apparently, they started him on Sunday, I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. But the uh, story was that they, or maybe he's starting this upcoming Sunday. Um, the story I heard was that they were going to sh- maybe shut him down for the season. Pitching-wise. Um, Pitching-wise, yeah. Which would be the appropriate thing to do. And then bring him back as a closer next year. Also. Uh, but they has, don't... A, has something weird going on in this Braves game, by the way. What's that? Uh, Eddie Rosario is pinch-hitting in the number five spot for Adam Duvall. Hmm. That's, uh, that is weird, yeah. Uh, I really hope he's not hurt or anything. I kind of think, not the end-all be-all, but Duvall getting hurt in the NLCS last year was brutal. Yeah. I feel like, like low-key brutal. Not the, you know, we only had like one and a half starting pitchers, so it wasn't all that. Mm. But like, it wasn't like Duvall was the hinge on which the, the series swung, but yeah. not ideal. But yeah, Rosario's pinch hitting for Duvall here, and uh, that's a little weird, a little troubling. As the Braves tried to uh, claw their way back, maybe into- it was just a lefty-righty matchup, and they have something else planned for the pitcher spot. Maybe they're going to do a double switch for the pitcher spot or something. It's hard to say. Put in uh, what Jock Peterson yeah. as well. Uh, the, oh, know. you know what? Does, that the Diamondbacks may not have a whole lot of uh, lefty relievers. Yeah, no, that might make sense, um, especially because uh, uh, they had. Because of the day game, they had, I think, Heredia in center field today. Mm-hmm. So they were trotting out a defensive guy, probably just to give him some extra reps. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't think they were going to blow a lead in the fucking seventh inning to the. Ooh. That's a rough call to the on D-backs. a catcher, man. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It looks like Otani is scheduled to pitch Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be his last start of the season, presumably. I don't uh, know why even run him out there. If you made it this far without a major injury and he's only got one start left that's meaningless, just fucking skip it. You're playing for the MVP at this point. <sighs> Fuck that. You're playing to get any kind of positive press. What else do they have? Nothing. Nothing. Just admit that they have nothing get, and move get on with your MVP. life. Dude, by the no. way, well, could this be the most MVPs won in a span of least playoff games won? Least um, postseason game one? You mean between him and Mike Trout yeah. over a decade period? Yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, to be honest, Mike Trout could win MVP any season he plays a full season. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, he probably was, should. Because he he's like a 10-war guy every year. Every year. He was robbed. I don't think he was robbed of the year Miguel Cabrera 
got the triple crown, no. even though he did have the higher war. Yeah. But he was, I think Cabrera did steal one from him. Uh, maybe the, the one after that, yeah. But whatever. There can't be anyone else. That was ugly. Unless Hank Aaron was racking up MVPs while the Braves were dog shit. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know how many MVPs even won. Uh, Darno strikes out there. We got Dansby up. Dansby needs to, uh, I think you were saying this earlier, Dansby is the one last guy. Yeah. Got to get at, 30 home at, runs. He's at 26. It's not going to happen in the next nine plus games. He's a streaky guy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he has four. Uh, yeah, Hank Aaron only won one MVP. Well, then it wasn't that then. 25 time All Star. Jesus Christ. That was back. They were playing two All Star games some years mm. back then. Like in the same season? Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. They, they would just do kind of like a quarter at the quarter season mark, some shit like that, or like one in the middle of season one, like Pro Bowl style or whatever. Um, yeah, Dansby up now, two outs. This is not looking good. So, assuming Dansby doesn't get on base, which I really fucking hope he does. It'll be 8-9-1 for the Braves in the ninth, which is uh, not an ideal way to start the last inning. No. No. And they really fucking... And the Phillies, again, like you said, are playing the uh, Pirates tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they should have lost two out of three to the Orioles. They've not looked good. And they have the worst bullpen in baseball statistically. Yes. Like, their, their win percentage... The the win percentage once their bullpen gets involved is by far the lowest in baseball. The Braves are close, uh, but the Phillies are like they're pretty bad. Uh, yeah, we don't have time for this. This the catcher from Arizona, like dude. Yeah, what do you? No one cares if you're hurt. Just play. I kind of wish this was like the NFL, where it's like I, we no one knows your name. Run ten. Get, get run, back on the field. Yeah, run ten seconds off the clock for this guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Albert Pujols, by the way. Uh, pretty good, pretty good little half season with uh, L.A. Yeah, he's got like 15 home runs. He's, and- got, well, he's got 12 with them and 38 RBI, hit 260. That's that's above replacement level for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it should be worth noting, by the way, I, he has not announced that he's retiring after this year, right? Uh, didn't his wife say something? Shit his something? wife had a weirdo like Instagram post. Yeah, but I. I feel like at this point, I mean, fuck, dude. He's nine, uh, 21 home runs away from 700. Yeah, I mean, he's going to finish this year with somewhere between, like, he's got 17 now, I think, total. Right? Yeah, you got to think Something he's like getting that. one more. Maybe. Maybe he goes out and tries to get 20 and get to 700, but... Well, if the DH gets implemented universally, which we yeah. think it probably will. It seems like it's going to, yeah. Dansby Swanson just struck out. Um, Braves are stupid. They're just they 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 uh, are a very they've always been a very poorly managed team. I thought Bobby Cox was a really shitty manager. Uh, popular, exciting to watch because he would get thrown out. He got thrown out of over a full season worth of baseball games. Yeah, but the way the way he managed his rotation and bullpen both. Now you had the you had the luxury of having uh, the best rotation in the history of baseball and. Maybe the best pitching coach in the history of baseball. Uh, yeah, I mean that's hard to quantify, but certainly he helped. I mean, Leo what, Mazzoni. What, what people forget about is that Tom Glavin didn't start off a superstar. He had a lot of issues up front. John Smoltz was uh, uh, basically retarded when he came over <laughs> to the Braves. Like he couldn't fucking throw strikes because he had some kind of anxiety issues or some shit. Mazzoni 
uh, uh, worked with both of those guys through that and turned them into two of the best pitchers in the history of baseball. So he definitely gets credit for that. Well, and uh, also turned around a couple guys, especially in the second half of the 90s, uh, made like okay pitchers really great. I mean, you forget, people forget the two years he got out of Denny Nagel. Yeah. People forget the year or two that he got out of John Burkett. Uh, Kevin Millwood was a fucking down ballot Cy Young vote getter for a year. I mean, like, Mazzoni, it wasn't just those big three. Like, mm. the, the reason the Braves were so good for so long in the 90s in particular was they obviously the big three, but like, the offense was never incredible aside from 2003. Mm-hmm. It was the back end of the rotation. Like, it wasn't just three deep, it was four or five deep. Yeah. We were beating the shit out of people's fourth and fifth starters. Because we weren't trotting out fourth and fifth starters. Yeah. We had three number ones and then a couple number twos and maybe a number three. Um, what was I, gonna say? I, I will say this about, I, I kind of disagree about Cox and, and uh, Snicker. It's really just kind of pick your poison with them, which is unfortunate because you would rather them just be comp, competent all around. But I think, yes, they lose you games in the playoffs, which is brutal. Snicker loses a lot of games in the regular season. Cox, I mean, Cox did as well, but Snicker. I think they. I think they. They affect more. Their effect in the regular season brings you uh, is a net positive for wins. I I would argue against that for uh, for uh, Snicker for sure. Maybe not Cox. He did. He was fine. I mean, he just like put people. But moving Chipper Jones to left field—that was bad, huge mistake. To and be it's, fair, and it's not just a huge mistake for the team; it was a huge mistake for Chipper's career. Yes, Chipper shouldn't have agreed to it. It was for Vinny Castilla, who was washed defensively and not good hitting outside of cores. To be fair to Bobby Cox, that is just as much on John Sherholtz. Sure, but they should have never let that happen. He's the uh, Cox is the manager. Yeah. Like if you, it's like a general. If you see something that's wrong, say something, and if fucking they don't stop doing it, you leave. Like you resign and tell people why it's wrong. Cox should have done that. He he cost Chipper Jones uh, five hundred home runs. Yeah, and to be honest, he probably cost him a lot more than that. The dude would have had uh, uh, considerably, like probably three more full seasons of peak or at near peak uh, uh, production, if not for Bobby Cox and. Uh, he he can't be blamed, uh, Snicker, that is. Can't be blamed for the shit that's happened this year necessarily with injuries. Injuries happen. Or Marcelo Zuna and his wife yeah. having an awful marriage. Right. Uh, but he can be blamed for looking at Ozzie Albies. We've, he's been in the organization for six or seven years now at the major league level for three and change. Yeah. And we know exactly who this dude is. And he put him in the leadoff spot, and it cost the Braves probably four or five games in the standings, to be honest, because he... he as one of the ah, good, as one of the people uh, the Braves lineup depends on for production, they put him in a spot where they know statistically he's not going to produce. Would you have gone Solaire and lead off from the get from uh, the jump? Any, anybody else? Like well, give me, give me anybody else. Solaire, like, Solaire would have been fine. It could be Solaire Freeman or I would not have used Freeman because he, uh, while selective, is less likely to uh, uh, jump on a first pitch than yeah. Solaire. Like and the bro's slow, so that doesn't come into play. Not that that couldn't, have been, couldn't have been Riley. Uh, no, certainly not Riley. Uh, but, I don't know that Duvall on bases enough. Uh, I would have rather had uh, 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 what's his nuts, um, fucking Dansby Swanson in the leadoff spot. To be honest, I mean, it, any anybody other than Ozzy Albies, 
it's, it's not just about what you gain from putting him there. It's what you lose from taking him out of the three and four spot. It's too much. I can lose whatever Dansby's giving, him, giving me at seven or eight. Yeah. But I cannot lose Albies at three or four. And Snicker has shown that he can't manage the fucking team and he can't manage the bullpen either. He doesn't belong in Major League Baseball. He's a fucking clown. He's a guy that worked his way up, not through the team, but through the fucking front office and then got named as a manager of a fucking baseball team. He's never played this game before. You could tell. Fucking I, hate that guy. Yeah, I, I will say this. Yes, he is tactically fucking awful. I don't really care about playing the game or not just because most of the best players in the game. I mean, like, like I mean, Larusa barely played. Co- I guess you don't like Cox, but Cox barely played. Fucking, you get like guys like I guess Dusty Baker, who was a everyday player and shit like that. It's been rare, yeah. Lou Pinella was a good coach. Yes. Uh, uh, Felipe or uh, Moise, yeah, Felipe Alou was a good coach. Um, the Reds. Uh, Which one? Not Sparky. Who was the other guy the Reds had that was really good? Manager wise, was a player. Well, they had didn't uh, um, did Pete Rose player? Didn't Frank them? Robinson coached them for a while. Frank Robinson did the Nats for sure. I know that. I think he coached. Uh, I think he managed uh, Cincinnati for a time. Anyways, yeah, but it's it's much more common that a fucking uh, bullpen catcher becomes a great major league coach than a fucking all star for sure. Yeah. For for what it's worth, Dan Joe, Be- Joe Torre was actually a really good ball player. He was yes. Uh, for what it's worth, Dansby Swanson has a lower on-base percentage than Ozzy Albies. That's not the point yeah. that I'm making at all. Like, I understand that. The point is that you cannot give up what uh, uh, he gives you in three and four. You can't. It doesn't matter how good uh, uh, Michael Jordan is at shooting three-pointers. You wouldn't make him a fucking Ray Allen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you lose too much by taking him out of his core competency. Um, And Dansby is actually pretty good at adjusting to things. I don't think... Albies is kind of narrowly focused on just one thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I thought that that was a huge tactical mistake. I mean, you could look at anybody's career, I suppose, as a manager and and pick out a thing or two that makes it seem like the rest of their career was unsuccessful. (laughs) Um, But... With Cox, it was something that fucked up a dude's career. One of the best baseball players in the history of baseball. It fucked him up in the prime of his career. That's a huge mistake to make. And it showed up time and time again in the playoffs. A lot of these guys don't get exposed because they don't get the opportunity to. Yeah. Right? It's just the way it is. Uh, we have an announcement real quick, by the way. Oh, somebody pregnant? Nick? Uh, no. Nick's pregnant. Thank God. Nick, you pregnant? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Nick is pregnant. Uh, we got some fancy baseball prizes to show off. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the finals this week. Shout out to Robert Rizza for beating me on some really lucky bullshit slash literally just getting the tiebreaker on having a better record than me. Well. Shit happens. I should have won more games in the regular season. Rizza? Yeah, you should have tried harder. Rooting for you. I should have. Effort. You sound like my dad. San Am Diego's I? about to. Well, they're down 5-4, by the way, to the Giants right now. Uh, but we have some prizes. I haven't assigned them to the leagues yet, mm-hmm. but these are the prizes. Uh, in case someone's wanted, signed a lot of. Is, I feel like the theme here is cocaine. Yeah. Uh, signed Doc Gooden, New York Mets road jersey. Boom. This is all verified. If you've ever played our fancy mm-hmm. leagues before, we don't fuck around. These are all very expensive, very badass gifts. Uh, so signed Doc Gooden, cocaine jersey. 
Roger Dorn, Major League. That's Corbin Burnson, so he's definitely done quite a bit of cocaine as well. Uh, perhaps more than Doc Gooden, even. <laughs> I don't know about that. You think what you, Hollywood versus 80s New York? 80s Hollywood versus 80s New York, what do you got? 80s and 90s New York. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, Corbin Burnson was, I think, famous for longer than Dwight Gooden was. Certainly. Yes. Certainly, are, like, partying probably longer, I would, I would guess. I don't know. Do you, I don't know that Corbin Burnson was re- blasting lines on the set of Psych. But uh, he could have been. You don't know that he wasn't. No, yeah. you can't prove a negative, I suppose. Uh, next up, we have. Yeah, this was the one that I asked Ross to make for the league I'm in mm. because I was in the playoffs and really thought I was going to win. It's a signed Greg Maddox jersey. Wow. Well, we got a couple of Braves things then, right? Uh, there is another one that's even cooler if you're not me. Uh, but yeah, signed Greg Maddox jersey. I mean, you could buy one, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Money won better yeah. than money earned. Yeah. Right. Certainly. Uh, goodbye, sweetheart. Oh, holding upside down. But yeah, Maddox, arguably the greatest pitcher of all time. Uh, what do we got next here? Oh, this is a good one. Signed Boston Red Sox home Wade Boggs jersey. Oh, wow. That's so a good one. The theme, aside from Maddox so far, is inebriants. Uh, yeah, because he drank like 70 beers or something on a cross-country flight. Yes. Which I fully believe. I, yeah, for sure, yeah. He's a, his face has been red for 35 years. <laughs> I mean, it, even though it doesn't seem possible, you almost had to assume when the, when the Yankees beat the Braves in the 96 World Series and he hopped on that police horse, yeah. that he was drunk. Yeah. Somehow. Well, look. Through, all, through Christ, all things are possible. Uh, oh, actually, <clears throat> we have the opposite of doing drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah, we got the Merman Dale Murphy. Yeah, the Stormin' Mormon Dale Murphy yeah. signed Braves jersey here. This is a uh, throwback 80s. This is a pullover. I'm not sure what the other ones are. Some of them are pullovers, I think. Um, the Mets one probably is. Yeah, this is a... Uh, That's their best jersey anyways. It is. Braves pullover. Uh, classic 80s jersey. Mm. If you like Mormons, it's for you. Or, you know, baseball. Yeah, or baseball. Either way. Here is the king of cocaine, Daryl Strawberry. He was pretty good at it, yeah. Yeah, I think he was better at it than Gooden. Uh, maybe, yeah. Gooden, uh, look, he had more time off probably because he only pitched every five days. Yeah. Um, but Strawberry was hurt more frequently, so maybe that played a role. I don't know. I just enjoy that they were blasting off in... The locker room yeah, during dude. actual games. Uh, I think it's, it's cocaine is on, like baseball and cocaine. That's got to be weird. I've never even tried that. Maybe I'll do that. We'll, we'll have a uh, Drink It Bro softball league or some shit here. We'll join a league uh, and have a team in it. And I'll do cocaine before every game and document the process. But you have to be doing it. You can't just do it before every game. The game's too long. You will come down in like the third inning. Uh, it depends on how much cocaine you do. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, you need yeah, to be doing sure. it throughout. I'll, I'll do bumps, yeah. Yeah, you need to be doing I'm not going to rip rails off the fucking dugout seat as people's families are watching us play well. softball. But I will do bumps in the outfield. Yes. For sure, yeah. I, uh, you, I'll get one of those little bullets. Actually, uh, who is it? Uh, fuck. I wish Brittany was here. She would be able to tell me. One of the high-end purse companies uh, has... Oh, that's, that's an out. One uh, out, that Adrianza, great, great. Um, why, well, why was he? He was the one, I think, playing center field. So Adrianza was in there for defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So one of the high end, it's not co- it's one of the young people. Like coaches for old ladies. Uh, uh, not Kate Spade. Nope. Like Louis Vuitton. Yeah, Louis Vuitton has a jewelry section, and apparently they have a number of jewelry items in which you can hide cocaine. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that would be. That'd be that's kind of where I'm going with that. I'm gonna yeah. get a fucking Louis Vuitton necklace. Actually, I could go to Assholes Live Forever. Uh, Linda Feingold, F I N E G O L D dot com. Uh, Jock Peterson's up, by the way. Yeah, so we got one out in the top of the ninth. Peterson is pinch hitting in the pitcher spot. Uh, we get him on. Soler is up. We get, yeah. or if he gets out, Soler gets on. Freeman's up. So this game's not over. Yeah, there's there's something to be done here. But yeah, we I can get if you go to Assholes Live Forever, they sell certain kinds of paraphernalia. Uh, that I might be able to use to dust up while I'm out there in the outfield. Oh. That's gone. Nope. Oh, damn. He hit that off the end of the bat. He got confused, oh, too. I, that was weird. There, yeah, that was weird. Maybe damn, we just, I, th- I thought he must have hit that way off the end of the bat. Did you see the yes. uh, the right fielder there? Is that Calhoun? Who is that? Uh, he might have just broke back because he's terrible, though. Maybe. I mean. He did break back. Yeah, he broke back. Well, broke back mountain. Um, yeah, this, uh, this is terrible. Just the Braves are fucking such a disappointment. I would, I would rather have not, uh, I, I honestly would rather not even make the playoffs and see performances like this. Uh, but we'll see what they do. There's still plenty of uh, time left in the season. There is. I mean, look, they may. So if we, entirely. if the Phillies lose tonight too, we're still up three games mm-hmm. and what, they're playing the Pirates, so yeah, nah feels right. Uh, as, but, uh, I mean, all it really comes down to is the series against the Phillies. Well, the mo- yeah, the, the series against the Phillies is going to be big. Because we're, even if we end up, like, the best the Phillies can do right now co- going into that series is being up one game. Right. Right. And the, and the worst the Braves can do is uh, exist. Their bullpen's here. Although... Again, Philly's bullpen is even worse. Yeah, let's not talk about. I mean, this is a this is a, like the the shittiest division yeah. competition here. It is. I was watching uh, Ian Kennedy try to close a game out the other day, and I'm like, damn, this dude sucks, yeah. man. What is happening it's here? Fucking excruciating. Like he wasn't accurate. He walked like four or three people in a row, I think, didn't he, the other night? Yeah. Terrible. Not ideal. No. Uh, speaking of one and closers. two on Solaire, and oh, all right. Almost. Speaking of closers, by the way, yeah, got another Braves legend here. Mm. You want to guess which closer? Uh, it's def- It's probably not Mark Wollers, who's uh, uh, their closer when they actually won the World Series. I'm guessing it's the guy that is uh, that hates gay people. Yes, yes, mm. he hates purple-haired queers. His yeah. words, not yeah. mine. Yeah, John Rocker. Yeah. yeah, he's. I'm surprised he's not running for Congress in fucking Alabama or something. You right would now. think that would be pretty on brand for yeah. him. I gotta say <laughs> though. I don't know if it was the steroids or that he's just a moron or both, but truly a reporter being in the passenger seat. Oh, nope. Yeah, that's the ball game. game. And the Braves have lost, ladies and gentlemen. To the Diamondbacks. Mm. That is karma for us watching the Phillies lose to the Diamondbacks like a month ago and being like, Dan, you're stupid for being from there. It's karma. Uh... But no, like I think about I think about this like kind of regularly. You have to be so dumb and maybe so roided out that you can't tell the difference between what's going on to have a fucking reporter sitting in the passenger seat. No matter how 
racist and awful you are to have a reporter sitting in the passenger seat of your car and yeah. scream, I guarantee that's a Japanese woman, while driving behind someone you believe to be a bad driver. Now, I would say that if I was in uh, the car with Jerry Seinfeld. Because he's a comedian, and that means it's a joke. Right. But if you're just a dude talking to a reporter, yeah, probably at least say that it's a joke if it is. Like, oh, I just kid, man. Even then. Yeah, probably don't say it at all. Uh, speaking of saying dumb shit in front of the press, we have uh, Stanley McChrystal coming on soon. Oh. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. And, on and, uh, which? On Drinking Bros? Drinking Bros. Okay. Yeah, in about two weeks. So Love that. Stay tuned for that one. We had General uh, Don Bulldog on... American Party this week. That was a great show. Very good show. Uh, pretty funny to hear him sign off the air with a sea in hell. I appreciated that. He he really he he uh, he had my back on that one. I he was infantry, it. right? I mean, he's yeah. He was infantry and then special forces. Back yeah, was in the good day, show. we have one more gift, by the way. One oh, more prize. That's a good one. That's Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart, Oakland. Who I think, by the way, Oakland the most underrated. Oakland, the Oakland A's the most yeah. underrated uh, uniform in all of sports. I think that I think it's so fucking clean. I love that. I love that goddamn uniform. The Oakland A's in the seventies and eighties. You could say that they were a, a, a soft dynasty in the seventies and eighties. Like one hundred percent. The the first five years of the seventies and the last five years of the eighties, they were fucking good. Yeah, man. like not good as in they were like fucking. They had they, multiple world championships in both of those periods. They are right? tied for the third most championships in baseball with the Red yeah. Sox. And they're uh, the team that, especially that '89 uh, uh, fucking earthquake team. Yep, that Canseco, McGuire, fucking McGuire, Tony Phillips. Can you imagine how famous and loved that team would be if it existed today? Dave Parker, Ricky Henderson. I mean that that team is fucking all time good. The most uh, racist manager of all time in charge. Yeah, yeah. I mean they had. It's funny. McGuire was. Uh, relatively healthy that year but not at his uh peak health fucking uh Canseco wasn't on that team yeah he was or uh he was hurt most of the year he only had he only played like 60 games or something like that play in the playoffs obviously he had a good run but he missed a lot of time during the regular season so you, they if everybody had been healthy on that team all year like Ricky Henderson only played 85 games Canseco was at, uh, only played 65 I don't know what their record would have been because uh, they won 99 games just without two of the best players of the 90s yeah. on, the, on, on their roster, or at least uh, playing all the time. But the, I was a big fan of that pitching staff. Dave Stewart and uh, Mike Moore and Bob Welch and Storm Davis all had fucking, like, I think the lowest win total for any of their top four guys was like 16 or 17 yeah i believe had eckersley closing games out yeah uh yeah. so what they lost in 88 to the dodgers yep won in 89 against the giants and then nope. lost in 90 against the reds yeah that was the year um 88 was when oral horseheiser what did he have like 58 and a third consecutive scoreless innings yeah. or some shit like yeah, that crazy like that man well and they suffered kirk gibson's broken leg home run yeah yeah that's that was rough well, yeah, Eck- that's still tough luck for the uh, third most winningest team in yeah. baseball history. But they won what seventy one and seventy two. They were they were I would say a legitimate dynasty in the seventies, yeah. and then kind of a mini dynasty in the eighties. I mean, yeah. three World Series in a decade is a fucking dynasty, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I agree. Anyway, that's all we got for today. Fuck the Braves. Yeah. Fuck me. Yep. 
I agree with all those things. Yep. And fuck all of you. Yeah.